Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. I'm Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joined by my co-hosts, Mickey Turner, Susie Rantz, Tim Foss, Beth Mantle, and Dave Clark. This has been an extremely weird podcast. How are they going to be able to handle that? Just the bottom line is they don't have an answer to that. There was never really a time when I was super concerned. Seattle did fine. There's a reason they got signed to first team contract. Very special guest, Brian Spencer, head coach of the Seattle Sounder. You know who he is. Brian how are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan, and joining me today in a very exciting uh, this is not an announcement here, but this is we'll be talking about an exciting thing that just got announced uh, by the Sounders. This is Taylor Graham. He he told me to introduce him as Sounders nerd, but uh, he is, you know, he's a former Sounders player. He played for the USL team. He played for the MLS team, but much, 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 much more relevantly. Uh, he's been in the organization on the business side uh, for a long time now. And uh, he's like a higher up in the business side. We can we can say that, right? I am a uh, I'm a Seattleite. I am a love. Uh, uh, I'm a I'm a fan first. I am a um, my roots for this club date back to 2005 officially. And what we're going to be talking about is individuals whose whose roots to this club date back a lot longer than that. So this is an, a, a huge aside. But when people meet you out in the community, do they still know you as Taylor Graham, the player, or is that something that is, uh, is that not a thing that is re- resonating with people these days? Uh, you know, it depends on the, the person. I, you know, I didn't get a lot of playing time in my MLS days. Um, I did more in the USL timeframe. I was pretty active uh, with, with fans and in the community. So I, I've met a lot of people along the way. Um, I think that it's timely considering we just put out a Jersey that's built on a story about the relationship between players and fans. And honestly, Jeremiah, that relationship, those relationships are why I'm still here doing what I'm doing. Um, and so you ask about a personal connection and I, I have a lot of conversations with a lot of different people about a lot of different subjects and it all stems from the same place, which is a love for this club and community. Well, that dovetails nicely into the meat of why you're on today is the Sounders just announced that they are, in addition to uh, opening this beautiful training facility out at Long Acres in, in Renton, uh, the companion piece to that, and it is a companion piece, this is all building up towards uh, the 50th anniversary of the club, which is uh, in 2024, and it's a big celebration and part of that is going to be the opening of this of of the Sounders finally having like a proper home where the entire organization is there. But they're also exploring, and it, and I think that's an important say. They're exploring this idea of a brand refresh, of updating the brand, of clarifying what it is to be a Sounders uh, fan, to be a part of the Sounders organization. Uh, how would you explain this process to to, to people? It is, uh, it's a great question and it changes on, an, on each moment of every single day. Look, I think what we are announcing and what has been announced is, is a growth posture for this organization. And that not only is the home in which this club will reside for the next 50 years, a place for our community to work and play and for the Sounders to be a part of that, 
and to uh, make sure that this club is growing and, and developing the next generation of talent. Um, it's a place for our business and our soccer teams to be together. And it's a place that we hope to build for the world, for the World Cup in 2026. And so it's a little bit of a blank canvas of our home. Simultaneous to the home piece, to the training facility piece, is, is this concept about, um, uh, about what we're calling our march to our 50th. It's a two-year process leading into our 50th anniversary. The 50th anniversary is this, is this fascinating edge um, and it's standing on this place where you're looking back 50 years into the club. And it's a place where you're looking forward to the next 50 years of this club. And it's an opportunity to, to, uh, to embrace the past and to storytell around what has made this club so unique for so many decades, but also uh, codify that into our brand identity, frankly, in ways that were not when we launched into Major League Soccer. We are a very different club in 2022 than we are in 2009. And when this thing came to life, it came to life before we played a single minute in CenturyLink Field. It was before we won a singular match and it was before we, we knew who, who we were and what this thing could be. We, we now have a lot of years of experience um, and some amazing successes and, and some incredible learnings along the way to evolve this. This is the time to evolve this and to embrace our past as we prepare for our future. But this is not the club doing this. This will be driven by our fan base and by our community. This is a dialogue. This is an openness and this is a conversation. Um, but we feel like it's the right one, especially to ask some uncomfortable conversations about our brand identity and specifically our visual brand identity, which which looks very different than our historical past for very real reasons. Um, and we want to engage those who matter most to see if this is something we want to change or consider changing. And if so, what ways? So I don't imagine that you were in these conversations back in 2007 uh, when the, when the franchise was first awarded to the, to the team. And, and frankly, there aren't a lot of people uh, involved with the Sounders anymore who were in those conversations. Adrian, uh, obviously a prominent one, but there's not like that. That was the, the branding exercise that, and I, you, you alluded to this, the branding exercise that the 09 Sounders went through uh, during those two years from 07 to 09 was, was not rooted. And it, like, to be like, I think everyone recognizes that was not rooted in uh, the NASL uh, era. It was not, it was barely rooted in the USL era, even though there were some familiar faces in a lot of ways. I think they were like, if I understand it correctly, they were sort of trying to reimagine what they were and maybe not put that stuff aside, but you know, that, that was secondary. And, and at some point uh, between two, maybe even before 2009, but certainly uh, sometime in the relatively early uh, history of the, the Seattle centers, they really did start to embrace the, the whole history that this is not just a team that started that started kicking balls in 2009. This is a team that that played in the USL for from 1994 all the way on, and that it, it, it played from 1974 to 1983, I believe, in the NASL. And that and that there's even these bridge times, and it's and it's this bigger celebration, this bigger commentary on on soccer and the Puget Sound. Uh, and I'm just curious, from your perspective, when did you start to really see that change? where it became like embracing of more than just MLS. 
I see so that your original question was, was I involved in the branding exercise in 2007, <laughs> 2008? I, I was not. I was definitely involved in, in a different level of conversation, which was, which was a club exercise. And it was from a player perspective, right? There was an intent to have some cohesion between the 2008 USL team and the 2009 major league soccer team. Um, and I was fortunate to be a part of that connective tissue along with Santa Nyasi and Sebastian Latou and at the last moment, Zach Scott and Roger Levesque and Chris Islander um, and Ben Dragovan. And so there were a lot of people that brought that connection to our USL um, identity and our beliefs. And I think that was really helpful to combine with, with Brian, but it also was added onto by so many different individuals and in, in Ziggy. Back to the question about the branding, I was not involved in it, but I've had the opportunity to, to engage with those who were. And I think it, it is 100% safe to say that the historical brand identity and visual identities of the NASL, the A-League, and the USL Sounders were intentionally disregarded into what the club became in 2009. In fact, it took the fan base in 2008 to name the team the Sounders. The Sounders was not a written uh, option. The fans named the team the Sounders in 74. The fans named the team Sounders in 2008. I personally see this moment is that next place where our fans will influence the future of this club. Um, because right now, we know, I know, I believe, I believe you believe that we are a club that's born in 1974. And that always hasn't been the case. Um, I joined the business team in 2012. And it was really in that two-year process leading into 2014, which was the 40th anniversary of the club, where these conversations really started to take root, where it was, are we the Sounders? Are we Sounders FC? Can we be both? Um, what do we want to do in, 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 in 2014 to, to celebrate this? And it became this momentum because it just, it was the right thing to do. And it's what our fans were telling us. And it's what we felt in match day. And it's the things that we heard from Tom Dutra and Brian Schmetzer and Jimmy Gabriel and all these people and Pete Fewing and Alan Hill and all these people that chose to settle roots and stay in Seattle because of that connection, because of the love of this game. That is who we are today, but it's not, it's not codified in our brand DNA, right? It's not, it exists because of the individuals. And this is the exercise to embrace it as who we are formally, not only from a brand identity perspective, but a visual brand identity perspective. And I think that's a really, a really great point because it's, it's something that I think comes up that you maybe start to recognize is that the reason that the Sounders have resonated for so long is not necessarily because of this cohesive brand identity that has run, that is the connective tissues that's run all the way through. There's, it's almost always individuals who are bringing their experiences from past, uh, from past versions, whether it was, you know, you know, Alan and I have had lots of issues, but I think he gets a lot, he deserves a lot of credit for bringing, uh, the 80, the NASL era into the USL era and making sure that that was, that there was still some connective tissues to those, to those times. And that it's, it's been able to string through in it. We see it with Brian Schmetzer. And now it feels like it's so much more embedded in the organization because you have so much of this, it, so much of this tissue that's built up that it would be hard to sever it. But there was not, it, it's not that hard to imagine an alternate version of history where 
this team is not called the Seattle Sounders, where they don't hire Brian Schmetzer as a as an assistant, where they don't bring over a whole bunch of USL players. Because let's be real, there w- there was no history of MLS teams doing that. No one had had brought over a whole bunch of players from the previous uh, USL team. I think I think you were the first team to actually make the jump uh, essentially from USL to MLS. And so now it's sort of like a normal thing that that we've seen repeated, but none of that had to happen. Nothing was, uh, was uh, what, what is the word I'm thinking of uh, destined? None of that was destiny. That was just the, that was the way it happened. And that's great. And I think that's really important, but I also think that it allows for an opening in this period to say, well, let's start, from that point, instead of instead of bringing over all this baggage from whatever happened between 2007 and 2008, let's start over again. Let's let's what do we want this to be? What do we want to make this? What what is the Sounders? What's that look like? What does that present as? And I think as a as a fan who's been following this team, who's been covering it since 2010, I'm really excited to see what that looks like, because this to me strikes me as a, a very authentic process. I, I hope so, because that's the intent. And so, um, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to have the same conversation with some groups before we announced it, to make sure that we are doing it the right way, because this club has always tried to do things the right way. It's not only the outcome, but the process is so important. And our fans will drive this club, right? I, I think you called me out after the annual business meeting, but our club is what our fans say it is, right? That is that is just the reality. It doesn't matter what I believe or someone who works for the club believes. It's what we believe. And I am a fan and I'm also someone who works for the organization. And I think you're exactly right. I, I had the opportunity to go to Jimmy Gabriel's service. And I listened to Tony Churchkey and I listened to Dave Gillett and I listened to Alan Hinton and I listened to so many people talk about what this club meant to them, to their families. I've heard them talk about what this club means to to this community. I've heard them talk about the same things that I believe, and each one says something different. Sometimes it's about the hardworking blue-collar mentality of the city and community and the individuals that represented this club. Sometimes it's the winning mentality of this club and the high expectation and ambitions to have consistent and sustained success. Sometimes it's about community, right? And creating places where people can belong and to, um, and to socialize and to become friends. Sometimes it's for standing up for things bigger than soccer and the game. Um, sometimes it's about the history and heritage and what they love about this club is that they've been, this club has been here longer than the Mariners or the Seahawks. Um, or the Kraken, or the Supersonics, right? It doesn't matter which of those things is right or wrong, is that that we can capture those things and make sure that everyone can see those things come to life. And not only what the community is, what that match day is, but what this brand looks like and where this brand is going. Because as much as we are at a critical juncture for our club, right, and, and preparing for the next 50 as we look 50 back, our city's in the same place. Our city is a city in transition and our city and community looks very, very different today than it did back in 2008. And we, I've said this to you before, like a club is a reflection of a community and 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 a crest is an illustration of that club, right? And so we need to be open 
to be mindful to evolving both our club driven by inputs of our fans and where our city is going. Um, I think that the next five years for this sport in this city is, is through the roof. Right. And I believe, and I hope that I will be able to take my kids to a world cup game at Lumen field in 2026, but before 26, I'm looking at 24 and it starts in 22 because the next 50 years really starts today because this is the time where individuals can influence what we look like, what we sound like, and where we go with conviction now that didn't exist in 2008 and 2007, before we really knew what this MLS, uh, MLS iter iteration is. Um, and so look, it's, it's super exciting. And I have my own personal opinions, but they don't matter. They're one of many. And this is a process to engage the many and make sure that those viewpoints are reflective of not only where we were, but where we are, but where we're going. Because we want to grow this thing. I believe that Sounders Match Day is a special space that can facilitate relationships and community forever. And we have to make sure that we're thinking about making it a safe space that is one where everyone can belong and have a place to do exactly what they, 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 they do best. So I think we've established that this process is going to be exciting. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be worthwhile, but, a, but what people are going to, and well, I guess there's two parts uh, and I'll start with this one. What, what does the outreach, what does the community involvement actually look like in this process? Like how are, how, how are fans going to be engaged in this process? Yeah. So uh, effective immediately, there will be a research research project where everyone can go in and, and go through um, a journey a journey of questions. I don't want to call it a survey because a survey seems manufactured and artificial. This is a journey to tap into preferences and interests and emotional connections. Um, so effective immediately um, on, on our website, on marchthe50th.com, there will be a place where anyone can go, whether they are, are a diehard Sounders fan or not. We want to, to, learn, we want to hear from everybody, um, whether they love soccer or not whether they call Seattle home or not, whether they love this club or not. And those inputs will help us influence and collect that information. Step two, we'll then be able to go deeper into some qualitative um, uh, subgroups to, to probe deeper into the subject matters that we're gonna surface from, from, from the quantitative research and insights. And so, um, you know, what we've heard, we've done our research to see who's done this, where it's worked, um, where it hasn't, and if it hasn't, where were their missteps? Um, our promise from the very beginning is that we will be open and honest with what we're doing, right? And that we will engage everyone in part of this process. Um, and that engagement starts, starts today. So I am curious, I, I don't want to put you on the spot and ask you which ones didn't go well, but what were some of the, the pro like, where, where are you finding examples of this process being done right? Because to me, it doesn't strike me as a process that a lot of clubs have genuinely gone through. Yeah. Well, I think the process of rebranding is something that you're seeing more often. Yes. Right. And so rebrands inherently are loaded because in my opinion, they start from a place of design rather than soul. And what we are talking about is the soul of this club and the soul of this community. Right? And if we can capture what those two things are, and we can understand what visual components um, represent those two things, 
we that will be a really valuable place to be in. Um, we've seen we've seen global soccer teams, um, you know, lose some some rebrands, right? And so I I know enough on those spaces. I won't I won't talk about where they went wrong or how they went wrong or opine on if they went wrong. But what I will say is that the premise of where we're starting is fundamentally different than the premise of some of those others. And the premise of where we are is that um, we are embracing our history in ways that weren't contemplated in the beginning rather than, ev than evolving away from it, right? We are going deeper into our roots and acknowledging that we're currently not rooted in, in 1974 in some ways. We are in emotional ways and in people ways, but that doesn't, that's not codified in terms of like our, our brand and our brand identity. Um, we, our premise is also one where we are going to be open and transparent, where everyone can participate through the process that we just talked about. And, um, and I feel like that premise is very Sounders. It feels Sounders. It feels uncomfortable, right? And uncomfortable is, is good because if there wasn't discomfort, then we wouldn't be looking ourselves in the mirror to ask uncomfortable questions to figure out how we can get better and where we can go um, and, and, and try things differently. Um, this is so emotional and that is why I'm so fortunate. We are so fortunate to have this conversation. Yeah. The easiest thing you could do would be to just put a little patch on your, on your shirt and say 50, it's the 50th birthday of, of Sounders. And, uh, and that's not what, that's very much not what you're cho choosing to do. Uh, it would be, uh, it would be easy to just keep everything the same and say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, that why do we need to put it on paper? Why do we need to codify it? Why do we need to do all these things? Uh, it's just going to create conflict. And I think it's admirable that you're, you're choosing to, to not just do those things that you're not looking for the path of least resistance, that you're probably going to end up having a lot of uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations. You're probably going to have a lot of people mad. Uh, I would imagine there's going to be people mad about this process. Uh, because they just don't want to, they don't want to have these conversations, but I think it's good to have these conversations. Uh, that said, uh, the most visible part of this is potentially uh, a change of the crest, which yeah. is people are all over the map. They, some people love it. They think it's the absolute greatest thing to ever happen to the Sounders. There's people that uh, I've had people tell me, basically, if it's not, it's there's nothing wrong with it. Why are we even contemplating this? But uh, I think it's important to say there's a, a, in the announcement, there's a big if in there. And it's basically saying, if we, if we collectively as a community decide this is a change that we want to make, we want to, we want to make it. Uh, but we, but there's also an, in, an implication in that, that if people really like it, if, if you find out that people love the crest so much that you can't touch it, that sounds like it's an option. Uh, but what is your, I don't guess, what's your mindset? What do you, what do you hope? people go into this process of specifically the visual element of, uh, of the Sounders brand going to be? The, the, the crest component is, is one of the most important parts of this in this exploration for sure. And the, the design part of me will, will say, um, are there some limitations with our current visual identity? Perhaps. And there are, you can say it there, there's, yep. there, it, it, there's, there's some, I think there's some yep. visual issues with the crest. There's, there's, uh, it's, it's sharp. It's, there's some spatial challenges. There's some legibility challenges. There's some application challenges that is irrelevant. 
that is irrelevant because what I will say is that our current visual identity has no connection to our historical visual identities. And that is the fundamental question is, do people feel, do our fan base and community feel like this is something worth exploring? Um, I think it is because if we're talking about the next 50 years, we should talk about our, our most intimate things. And our crest is one of those things. Does it represent our club that's about to turn 50? If so, awesome. And in what ways does it, does it? And if not, in ways does it lack? And these are important conversations to have. And this process will surface so much information that will set up our brand identity for the future, regardless of whether there are, are small or, or any, some, or, or significant changes to what it looks like. Well, uh, Taylor, I think that's a really good place to end this. I know you have a million things going on. Uh, right now. And I really appreciate you taking as much time as you took to do this. Uh, I'm, I am genuinely as excited about this process as I am, uh, have been about anything uh, to do with the Sounders outside of maybe getting to cover the 2019 MLS cup, which, you know, maybe we'll get to do that. Uh, something similar to that this year too. Uh, fingers I crossed. End, I will end with this. Our club is what you and our fan base says it is. And that is now and forever. Um, and it's our job to facilitate those opportunities for discussion as we, we push limits and we try to do more because the bar is raising and to be better and to win more and to connect deeper with our community. We have to have uncomfortable conversations. Um, I don't think that this is uncomfortable. I think that this is, this is incredible. I think right. it's historic I, I, and I yeah. think it's really fun. And the, the, there is no one right answer but we're going to ask the questions and see what, see what everyone thinks. Well, uh, I, I appreciate you guys going through this. I think it speaks really highly of the organization that you're even embarking on this sort of process because a lot of most, almost every organization uh, doesn't do this. They don't go through this process. They don't ask these questions. They don't explore uh, the roots of who they are. They don't necessarily even want to know who they are because I think that can be a, uh, it, it, it can, the, it, it, it takes some control of the club away from the club. And I think that it's a really admirable thing to grant a fair amount of the control of this to, uh, you know, the, the, the community and to the fans and to, and, and recognizing that the club is not just, uh, you know, Sanders FC LLC or whatever the, the legal name of the organization is. Uh, so I'll put, you, I'll put you on the spot. Do you feel like the current, crest of this club captures its 48 soon to be 50 year history in an appropriate way no i don't at all i i think that the crest should absolutely be uh deconstructed and uh and and uh, and i i'm i'm really i'm my personal bias take the survey go through the process is 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 yes i'm and i'm i'm gonna be absolutely engaged in that process i guarantee it because i'm excited about that I think that uh, I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people about the crest and uh, I know some people love it. Uh, some people hate it. And a lot of people are all over the middle, but um, I think this is going to, I'm, I'm, I think this is going to be great. Thanks for letting me, uh, thanks for letting me talk and the open invitation to do so as, as this process unfolds, this is a two year process going into 24, which is, uh, which is, which is, the time and energy and attention that this club deserves. Absolutely. Well, uh, with that, I'm going to 
sign off. Taylor Graham, Sounders Nerd. I'm Jeremiah O'Shan. Uh, you're listening to the Sounder at Heart podcast, and uh, you will be catching us next time.